Hi, I'm Rami. And I'm Shannon. And this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or learned to help all of us expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy, but without a whole new degree. Rami, you try way harder at introductions than I do. Just tell me, what are we talking about today? So we, this is interesting. I'm looking at the intro and it says read or learned, but this time it's something I played. Oh, cool. I love that. We have a new category of things that we might talk about. Yeah. Shannon will tell us about her wheat to, uh, I don't know what those exchanges are. What's that game everybody plays? Settlers of Catan? Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? Everybody's always like bartering wheat and like yeah, wheat's really wheat, hard to get. bricks, sheep, and sheep, iron. Yeah. Iron. But the, people have different names depending on who you play with. I haven't gotten to the, play that the forever. Sheep, the sheep to wheat conversion, I think, is always the people getting up in arms about it. So maybe Shannon will play that again and then we'll have an episode on, <laughs> who knows? on Settlers. I played a game recently called uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, it's about a samurai on this island in Japan that the Mongols invade and they're trying to like defend um, their their homeland, their island. And I think it's f- based on actual events, but not like it's not like this is a true story of one guy. It's like this these things happened here's our story of what an, an example of what could have happened. Okay. I have um, to, I just want to take a time out. I know this isn't the point of the episode, but more just for context, is this a bo- physical board game or was it no, like no, a video, it's a video game? game? Okay. It I was, was like, game. I'm trying to picture this in my mind. Okay. I'm with you now. Uh, so you play as the samurai and you're like taking back the land from the Mongols who are like invading and like killing everybody and like burning towns down and stuff. But what I want to talk about is how during this very brutal uh, conquering back of your land, the samurai takes time and you're like, you're encouraged to, and you actually want to, when you find a beautiful spot, there'll be like a pillow there and you'll go and sit down and you'll write a haiku. Oh, cool. I love that. I would have never thought that samurai would choose to do that. So I like read more about it and apparently um, they did. So the Japanese love of beauty of the beauty of their surroundings was of equal importance to the men who devoted their lives to war in peace times. Many samurai took up the arts writing and teaching to fill their time. This practice led to the extensive use of attaching a battle banner to the back of their armor um, on which each individual warrior had either written a taunting challenge to or an introductory boast of their skills or their death wish. But whatever it was, it was always written in haiku. So the idea in the game is, okay, I've taken back this little village and in the village, there's like a, a waterfall. And there's like a pillow. I'm going to go sit down and I'm going to look at the waterfall. I'm going to look at the trees. I'm going to look at the rocks. And then I'm going to write a haiku based off of that. And so they give you different um, things to reflect on. And then you have like three options for each of the lines. Because there's three lines in haiku. And so like one of the first ones was like serenity. One was peace. One was uncertainty 
refuge, fear, death, strife, perseverance. Um, and it was just interesting because it's like, okay, fight, fight, fight. Okay, this place is really beautiful. I'm going to sit down for a minute. And then it plays this like really calming like flute music. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like this is a really nice way to take a break from like battle, right? And like appreciate the surroundings that you have. Um, I don't know. It just, it's, it felt so foreign to what I expected, but then so perfect when it was happening. Mm. If that makes sense. It makes sense. So, and just to make sure I'm following, like you, you write the haiku, like they want you, you, you to take three time. prompts. Yeah. Like in the game, you, so let's say you're looking at a waterfall. So you look at like three different parts of the waterfall and there'll be three different lines and then you can pick one of them. And then you look at another part, you look at some rocks and then it'll give you three different lines. You'll pick one of them. And then you look at another part, like at the bottom of the water, it'll give you three different lines. And at the end, you've now written a haiku, right? You've picked A, B, C, and then it reads back the haiku and then you get a bandana and then your haiku is with you forever. That's really beautiful. Um, So I will give an example of a haiku that... uh, goes back to the samurai times this one is thoughts about preparedness bathed in top knot set a head fragrant so not to offend the master of katana mm. so shannon have you ever set aside time and I know the first answer is going to be yes to journal, but to journal specifically on like contemplations about things that have happened or are about to happen. I'm thinking. So fun fact, I'm not much of a journaler anymore. I think I journaled a ton in a certain kind of season of my life going mm-hmm. back to the cycle of renewal and cocooning. And the more that I get away from cocooning, the more I don't journal as much. But what's exciting to me about this, I've done two workshops recently, and I'm actually incorporating this more into some of my group coaching work as well, where the facilitators will have you journal, and then they'll ask you to pick out, like, what are the words that really stand out, and then make a short haiku or poem from just the words that stand out. And that's been so it's so it's crazy that you're bringing this up. I like that. I think I learned this practice to give credit um, from Atira Tan is her name. She, I think, deals a lot with somatic work and human trafficking. um, But she was facilitating a workshop on embodiment and creativity. And it was so beautiful. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, I love this so much, because it's such an easier way for me to solidify in like, okay, so I just like spewed all this crap on this page, but like, what is like the, mm, the thing that I want to take with me or remember from this journaling, this longer form journaling practice that I just did reflecting on whatever it might be, whether it was a a feeling or an event that I was going through. And then I had a different teacher, Inga Seligman is her name that I'm doing some embody work, embodiment work with. She's a therapist of Colorado and she does the same thing or, or a similar thing in her practice. She doesn't 
make it be a haiku, but she's like, now write a poem based on like the key nuggets that you're gleaning from that journaling. I really like that because I think one, it, it lets you journal and just kind of like stream of consciousness, like get the things out that you need to. Yes. And then I think the really important piece, and this is where I think we're like connecting here is like, then when you're like, looking through and saying, okay, what are the things I want to take away from this? And then let me put that into something else, into a short form poem or haiku or whatever it is. It forces you to rethink and kind of pivot what just happened in a, in a different way, which I think forces you to use a completely different side of your brain to uh, internalize it in a different way, which I think is really pretty. Yeah. It's like I said, it's a practice. The two exposures I've had to it personally, being the person like processing, I've really appreciated it. And I'm actually incorporating it into values and vision now. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. So I think the 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 question I have for all of you is how can we be more vulnerable like the samurai and challenge what we thought of samurais in ourselves to be more vulnerable right like i would have never thought of samurais being these like meditative contemplative haiku writers like between battles because you see them and they seem stoic right like they seem very like they have rules they follow them and like that's what they do and then to think of that and even like (laughs) as i was playing the game it was like oh i really like finding these haiku spots because it's like a really nice break from like killing a bunch the of violence. People. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's almost like, how can we take that on in our own lives? Right. And like find that peace, whether it's being outside, whether it's finding a pretty image to look at on our computers, if we're frozen into our houses and like taking some time to reflect on either something that has happened or something that is about to happen and just, get ourselves out of our own space and, and, and really go deep. I I don't know. I think it's just really pretty. Yeah, I agree. What I noted is that we, you, you associate vulnerability with contemplation, like the the act of meditation and the act of writing haiku. And I'm like, I'm curious about that. What, what makes that vulnerable to you? I think if you're sitting there writing a haiku and there's a battle somewhere near you, someone could come and murder you and you're like jotting stuff down. I think you, yeah. you yourself have to make your almost your physical body vulnerable to like, like you can't hold your sword with one hand and try and like knock out a haiku with your other hand. Like you need to be focused on what you're doing. Yeah. And I, I like, I don't disagree with it, but I'm just curious for us to, in this context that you're describing it, like, yeah, it feels vulnerable. I was more curious to elaborate on it because I, I feel like most people would say like, it feels really, if we, if we really get to the core of it, it feels really vulnerable to not be doing, (laughs) to not be in the battle, to not be whatever. And Mm -hmm. that's a metaphor for life too, right? Like, yeah, it's vulnerable for people to take time to engage in reflective practice and not be in the battle. And so uh, that was why I was curious to pull that thread. But I like it. But and also like like, let's look at the power that you have found in it, right? So we're saying the act itself is very vulnerable and yet so powerful when it's time for you to move into your next battle. Exactly. 
I think that's the that's the interesting part. It's like I think all it does is help you grow as a human being, right? Yeah. But you have to be willing to be vulnerable to grow. Yeah. And it's just going to make you better and stronger and faster and better at figuring out how to write a haiku, which I still don't know the, is it a certain number of consonants? I was like, is don't, it, don't, it's syllables, <laughs> syllables, but syllables? I don't remember what it is. I was thinking, oh, I want to Google that after. <laughs> I There's can't remember something. off the top of it's my head. Probably easy. You can just write a poem. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's our, that's our episode on Samurai. So we'd love for you guys to connect with us on LinkedIn um, or Instagram at Workplace Hugs. Let us know. Do you guys write haikus or do you do kind of what Shannon does and journal and then use that and take out the the meat and, and write a poem or a haiku? Or you could even tell us exactly what the right amount of syllables are for haiku. <laughs> and then maybe Shannon and I will then choose to write haikus accurately. Yes, yes. Or tell us if this, I'd be curious if this episode inspires you to, f- to play with the both and the vulnerability piece, you know, of reflection in your real mm-hmm. life, knowing that you're effing samuraiing all the time. So yes. can you take some time, right? It's the both and we need both. Don't go samurai all the time. And, and don't just go sit on a pillow all the time. Yes. Can, is it inspiring you to find the both and? I hope so. I like it. With that, I've been Shannon. I've been Rami and this has been Workplace Hugs. (laughs) 